Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In yesterday's video, I went through my rest of season rankings for the running back and wide receiver positions. And today it's time to go through the quarterbacks and tight ends. So in this specific video, I'm going to be going through my top 20 rest of season rankings for the quarterback position. Now keep in mind, I'm recording this at about three o'clock. So this is before the Thursday night game. I wanted to get all the rankings out, you know, for the first four weeks of the season. I was gonna do them, you know, week eight, then week 12, then week 16. And so we just kind of have to hope that there's not some sort of catastrophic injury to Russell Wilson or Matthew Stafford in today's game. And then for the tight ends, you're looking at basically Tyler Higby. So through four weeks, this is where I'm at. And while you guys are watching this, if you're enjoying the content, please just hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, let me know any fantasy football related questions down below in the comment section, and I'll be responding to every single person. But let's just start it off from the top, and I have Patrick Mahomes here. He was the consensus number one coming into the season. He still remains there. He's just so safe on a week-to-week basis. You have some other guys like Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, who came into the season with a lot of that rushing upside, and Mahomes can get it done on the ground, but it's definitely not to the same extent as a guy like Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts or Kyler. But so far, just the volume in the passing game, his overall touchdown upside in the passing game has just been top tier. You know, he probably is a top three NFL wide receiver and the number one overall tight end in the NFL with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. So he's going to continue to ball out moving forward. Then at number two, I had Kyler Murray, and this is exactly where I had him coming into the season as well. So far, he's played very well. Honestly, overall, I think he's been a better passer than I was expecting, and he's actually had less work in the run game. I thought he was a guy who could have potential to rush for a 1,000 yards this year, and that would totally elevate him to be the number one quarterback. He hasn't had to rely on his legs as much, which I do think kind of limits his ceiling, but obviously he's still ranked number two, so I still think very highly of him. Then at number three, I have Josh Allen, and basically this top four here, was pretty consensus to the top four coming into the season. I believe I had Lamar Jackson at three and Josh Allen at four in my preseason rankings. So those guys just have a little switch. I think Josh Allen's supporting cast is just much better. He's been balling out as of late. You've got that wide receiver core with Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, and Gabriel Davis. So it really looks like he's gonna be repeating what he did in 2020. Then for Lamar, he just drops one spot from my preseason rankings. And it's really just due to the injuries around him. All the injuries to the running back position, you know, you may think that would give Lamar some more work in the passing game, but I think it kind of just lowers the overall ceiling of this Baltimore Ravens offense. He's still going to be getting it done on the ground and he's going to have Rashad Bateman back, which I do think is going to be a boost to this passing game. So coming in here at number four should definitely not be seen as a negative. At five, I have Jalen Hurts and he has taken a massive jump from my preseason rankings. He was probably somewhere around QB 11, QB 12, if I'm remembering correctly. I totally acknowledge that his ceiling was very, very high, but there also was a fair amount of risk. So far, I've been very, very impressed with Jalen Hurts. He's the one who's really been showing that rushing upside. That's what saved a lot of his performances, because here's the thing. When you have a pocket passer, if a pocket passer has a bad game, it's gonna be really tough for them to put up solid fantasy production. Because if you go out there, throw for 200 yards, no touchdowns, that's basically just a bust in your fantasy lineup. But if you have a mobile quarterback who has a bad game, they don't play well, they throw for, you know, 150 yards, maybe a pick or two, but
But if they can rush for 80, 100 yards, that's just a huge boost in your lineup because in most leagues, rushing yards are valued much higher than passing yards. And that's what Jalen Hurts has possessed. And he has looked solid in the passing game so far this season. So I think he's probably a top five guy moving forward. And then here at six, just a total switch from one of the most mobile quarterbacks in the NFL to Tom Brady, just a pure pocket passer. He's been great to start off the season. The first three weeks was just lighting it up. Week four took a little bit of a step back, and that's kind of what I'm talking about, right? He throws for 200-something yards, doesn't get into the end zone. So overall, that production is just going to be a little bit over 10 points compared to a guy like Jalen Hurts. But moving forward, I feel like he may have one, maybe two more of those games that he had in week four, and the rest are just gonna be explosive passing outings. He's thrown the ball 40 plus times a game to a stacked wide receiver core of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Gronk once he gets healthy. Plus this defense hasn't been as locked down as it was in 2020 and throughout the playoffs. So that's gonna put some more pressure on the offense, which means they're gonna to have to be scoring points throughout the entire season, which is obviously great for all the offensive pieces. Then at number seven, I have Russell Wilson. And Russ has kind of been an interesting player to evaluate so far this year. His efficiency has been great. You know, he hasn't really let you down in any weeks, but overall, there's just not a lot of volume in the Seahawks offense. They've been a great first half team. Then they've taken a major step back in the second half. You know, normally that was like during the year, first eight games, they'd be lighting it up. Then the back eight, they'd be struggling. This time it's like actually in games, they ball out in the first half, then majorly slow down in the second but he's still just so talented. He has great weapons with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and should be viewed as a mid-tier quarterback one moving forward. At number eight, it's Dak Prescott, and he's probably taken the biggest shift just from how I expected him to score his points coming into the season. I thought he was kind of going to be playing this Tom Brady role where he's throwing the ball 40 plus times to a really solid receiving core of Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup. Obviously, Gallup is out. But still, I thought that volume would be there. It really hasn't been. He threw for 50 plus passes in week one. Then he's thrown for under 30 in week two, week three, and week four. I don't think that's great for his overall ceiling. He's been very efficient so far. And I do think those pass attempts are going to rise at least a little bit throughout the season. So he doesn't have that top tier, you know, QB1, QB2 potential moving forward, but still another solid mid tier quarterback one. Then at number nine, I have Matthew Stafford. And honestly, when I'm looking at these quarterbacks, basically anywhere from like six to 11, I feel like we could switch these up in any order. I have a lot of confidence in all of these guys, but I have Stafford here and I feel like he's just a step below Brady. They're gonna be scoring their points in the same way. High volume passing attack. You've got great weapons on the Rams with Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. You've got Tyler Higby showing out this year. The only difference is that the Rams defense is pretty solid, so they may not be quite as reliant on the passing game as the Bucks are. And then also the Rams have a more established run game with Daryl Henderson, but Stafford is still a great option moving forward. Then at number 10, I have Aaron Rodgers, and I feel like he basically falls into the same boat with Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford. He's looked really solid so far, bounced back from that week one performance. And if you said, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers is a top six quarterback moving forward, I really couldn't argue against that. All these guys are so close together, like I mentioned. And then Justin Herbert here at number 11, basically falls into the same category with Stafford and Rodgers. Has been a great passer so far this season, 
has great weapons with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. The only thing that's kind of been a little bit concerning for Justin Herbert, not even concerning, just something that I thought he would have coming into the season was more rushing upside. He really has not shown that this year. And I thought that was kind of an attribute that he could have that could elevate him, you know, potentially be a top five quarterback this season. He hasn't shown it so far. So he falls kind of more in this pocket passer range. Then at number 12, one of the biggest risers overall, Daniel Jones. We really just cannot ignore Daniel Jones anymore. He's been playing great. Even though this Giants team is only one in three, that is not because of Daniel Jones. He's shown a ton of improvement basically across the board. He looks like a much better passer. He's been protecting the ball, which is something that was a huge problem for him his first few years in the NFL. And then also, like a lot of these mobile quarterbacks I talked about, he gets it done on the ground, which if he does kind of slip up, have a rough game, that can really save his final fantasy point number. Then we have another mobile quarterback here starting off the QB2s, and that is going to be Trey Lance. He was kind of a tough guy to fit in here because we don't even know if he's going to be the starting quarterback for the rest of the season. It doesn't look like Jimmy G is going to play this Sunday, so Trey Lance could be the starter, but I mean, Kyle Shanahan has held his cards pretty close to the vest. You know, if Garoppolo's healthy in week six, is Garoppolo take that job again, or does Trey Lance keep it? Hopefully Trey Lance, in terms of fantasy purposes, for basically everyone, maybe not Debo Samuel because he's lit it up with Jimmy Garoppolo, but Ayuk has been a disappointment. Kittle has been a big disappointment, and Jimmy G just doesn't really have any value as a fantasy QB. So if Trey Lance can take over, he's in that tier with Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, in terms of his you know overall dual threat ability. He is a crazy mobile quarterback, and I trust Kyle Shanahan to be able to create a game plan around Trey Lance that does get his legs very involved. That's why he's one of the most coveted dynasty quarterbacks, because he's in this great system. You've got a very solid O-line here with the 49ers. And if he can truly establish himself as the QB1, he's probably going to be a locked-in top 10 quarterback moving forward. I just can't rank him that high, not having seen him even make a start yet. After Trey Lance, I have Joe Burrow here at number 14. Just a really solid start to the season. You know, he may not have the overall ceiling or passing volume as some of the guys ahead of him, but just a very safe guy. I kind of think he's very similar to Kirk Cousins, who I actually have right behind him. He's surrounded by really solid weapons with T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd. And just as someone who may be in deeper leagues, is just a nice guy that you trust in your lineup. Same thing with Kirk Cousins. He's got Justin Jefferson. You've got Adam Thielen. You've got a well-rounded offense. The defense has to respect the run game with Dalvin Cook. So another just really solid quarterback if you're in a deep league or a great QB2 option if you're playing in super flex. At 16, I have Derek Carr. Some people may think this is a little bit low due to his very hot start to the season. I really just couldn't justify putting him any higher than this. You know, I know he had a really solid first three games. Did I think he was going to continue on that pace? Definitely not. You know, I do think he's definitely moved up from where I had him preseason, but another guy who doesn't really have that rushing ability, I don't really trust his receiving core all that much. You've got Waller there, but the wide receiver room definitely isn't spectacular, so he's kind of going to fall in this high to mid-tier QB2 range. At 17, I have Sam Darnold, and there's definitely an argument to be made that Darnold should be higher. He's actually been lighting it up this year. He's had a ton of passing volume, almost a lock to finish with like 280 plus passing yards a game. And right now he's leading the NFL in rushing touchdowns. 
I don't think that's going to stick. I just feel like that's kind of a fluky start to the season, especially when you get Christian McCaffrey back. You're just going to want the ball in McCaffrey's hands as opposed to Darnold on the ground. But he has been a very pleasant surprise. And I think more importantly for fantasy, he has just absolutely lit up DJ Moore's value, who I talked about in yesterday's video as a guy that I value as a top five wide receiver for the rest of the season. At number 18, we have a quarterback who has taken a pretty big fall off. It is Ryan Tannehill. I think I probably had him QB 10, QB 11, maybe even QB 9 coming into the season. He just seemed so safe. You had this offense with pieces like AJ Brown, Derrick Henry, and Julio Jones. Like what could have gone wrong? And honestly, when they were all out there, they didn't look that great. You know, the defense hasn't played well, which you think would give Tannehill more opportunities, but it kind of just collapsed this offense because this is a unit that likes to rely on play action. They like to get Derrick Henry involved. So if defenses kind of know that Derrick Henry isn't going to be able to be fed the ball 25 plus times, I guess that makes them a little bit more predictable. And right now you have AJ Brown and Julio Jones, both dealing with hamstring injuries. So in a few weeks, if this entire offense is healthy, I could definitely see Tannehill moving up. But right now, you know, you have Darnold playing well, Carr's playing well, Cousins has been great, same with Burrow. I just can't really rationalize moving him up any higher from this. At number 19, I have Taylor Heineke, who's just lit it up in his first three starts. You know, everyone was super excited about Ryan Fitzpatrick coming into the season, and that was totally warranted. He has supported his fantasy wide receivers. He's put up solid numbers, even if he's not a great real-life NFL quarterback. But Taylor Heineke has come in, and he has filled that role admirably. I would have to guess he's probably going to have that role for the rest of the season, even if Fitzpatrick is healthy, especially if he continues to play the way he has. So I love Heineke moving forward. And then the last quarterback here, number 20, it's going to be Matt Ryan. He's definitely been a disappointment. And a lot of that just comes down to this overall Falcons offense. They've struggled 100%. A lot of people, including myself, had very high expectations for Calvin Ridley. I was definitely lower on Kyle Pitts, but I still thought he'd be a very nice weapon for Matt Ryan. So he's definitely fallen off from a guy who was probably a high-end QB2. Now he's more mid to low-end quarterback two moving forward. Could definitely pick it up, you know, once this offense starts to gel a little bit more, but I just can't rationalize putting him any higher than this. But that is going to wrap it up for my top 20 quarterback rankings for the rest of the season, so weeks 15 through 18. If you guys enjoy the content, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. If you wanna see my rest of season rankings for the running backs and wide receivers, those are up on my channel and the tight end rankings will be up today as well. But thank you for stopping by and I'll see you next time.